<laughs> I know. I see your little thingy here. We are live. We are live. We are live. We are live with the councils with Hello. Paul. Hello. Hello. Oh, Hello. see, now I get this weird thing going on on uh, on my. Oh, God. You know, I used to have a crew. Do, OK, do you guys have a crew doing your podcast? Oh. Yeah, you're looking at them. <laughs> OK, this is what I'm saying. This is hard to well, get all the elements, yeah. right? But, but I have yeah. to acknowledge an answer to your question. After we've taped it, yes, we have two market media in New York that edit it and put the music Yeah, in. we don't edit and stuff. Do we you do edit have... yours? Oh, no, because this we're live, Susan. There's no but net. <laughs> I got to watch it then. Thanks there's, for reminding me. Yeah, there's there's no net here. So, but it used I used to have an editor and do all of that and put music in and now it's just is what it is. But so when you do your podcast, you're yes, in three different locations. Don't mm -hmm. mammy. It makes me feel very old. Please call me miss. No. Anyway, um, you're in three different locations. Who's yep. who's Paul? You're the one who's like hosting the thing, right? No. Oh, I'm you're not, not a hoster. hosting. I, I have the host. I have the host computer. I send out the invites. I send the episode to New York. I do all that. So have you, you had any Paul? <laughs> so, so have you I had like any Charles? Oh, uh, <laughs> I ahead. can't slam my desk. Have you had anything screw up? Well, you're not live, so you can cut. You can edit it out. Oh, right. We we can edit anything out. We in fact we get calls from guests. Hey, you know, I didn't really mean to say. You know, we can handle that. <laughs> Well, we were with Bill Medley and we didn't have the tape running for a good long time. And then we had to stop and, you know, ask Bill to do it all over again. Which and there's nothing COVID. like it was COVID time and he had absolutely nothing else to do. He was just, you guys, we can do this three more times. Where are you going? Where am I going? Nowhere. Yeah. There, but there's nothing like, you know, answering the question twice because it's so fresh that way. And the, you know, yeah. You are rocking, Paul. You know, yeah, I, he's got a little Ray Charles going on you're there. Like, you're moving in. You wonder, you know. Listen, <laughs> when we were kids and we'd go out to eat, he always did this thing with his leg. He'd just like get it going, and then the tables would just shake, and my mother would just be Paul. Everybody's glasses that. and water and milk. And yeah, mom would go, Paul. And she didn't have to finish the sentence. The leg stopped. <laughs> and I would like to acknowledge are we visual as well? You are visual. We okay, are visual. I want to say how fun it is that Polly, and I know you don't know this, but when you're talking, you look yeah. like one of those um, kung fu movies, what's <laughs> dubbed in. That's Central Oregon. <laughs> yeah, you have Central Oregon dubbing going on. You look Wait. like, a, like a, what's that guy, Jackie Chang movie? It's like, this. It's, it's like this. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, <not> like that. <laughs> so uh, what's you, Vic? So, all right. So, all right. Let's talk about, I haven't seen, all right. Bob did women who write, did the thing in my living room. And to this day, Bob, you know, I send you emails all the time. The most hits of any video I have ever put up. And he did the songs without you guys. But the highlight of the thing was when he started doing the rain, the park and other things, 60 women started singing the chorus with him and unbeknownst to him. And, it and Bob loves him. that. And he, well, it kind of freaked him out. He just stopped singing. He just well, I, I, I went, you know, I'm alone, Paul. You know what it's like. I go, yeah. okay, here we go. Rain the park. That's like, hey, Brian Wilson, sing good vibrations with me. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I go, as good, soon as I went, and I good. knew, yeah, 60 women, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. It was pretty That's funny. 
It was, but to this day, like every day I get comments on that video because you guys are so beloved. You know that because you go every, I mean, when I put up that you guys were going to do the show today, I started getting like these cry. I could tell the women were crying when they were writing to me. They get so emotional. And <laughs> Bob knows this about me, but Susan and Paul, you don't, that I was a little girl in the Bronx and your posters were all over my bedroom and you guys were the same age as Barry was actually the closest in age to me. And, um, and so <laughs> all these years later to have gone to the Fox and Hounds and, and, and hound and see you guys. And then how you Bob. found Bob down there. And you too, you were there and John was playing with you guys that night actually too. I did one of the, Fun nights, family nights. It was a really amazing night. So, so were you living where you were living in New York when we were living in New York City? I, I was there before you when you were still in Rhode Island. Um, oh, okay. But, but then when you came to New York, yeah, I was still oh, there. Oh, cool. You know, but I was a kid like you were a kid. Yes. But, um, you know, there were the monkeys and there were the Beatles and that was all huge. And Mickey and Mike and have become friends and Mike. But anyway, um, do you know what happened today? I don't want to talk about this till the end of the yeah, show. Yeah, I do. We don't need you. We'll, we'll talk about this at the end of the show. Um, we'll acknowledge. Yeah. So, but um, where was I going with this? To have, to, you guys were the thing. You guys were the thing because you were kids like us. And yeah. so it was different than anybody else. And so the people who love you, which are gazillions, love you in a very profound way because we feel like we grew up with you so literally we, we out, did right we out beetled and out monkeyed in your world you know look the beatles was a different thing and it was a little bit after you know it, I, I can't i can't compare and contrast with the beatles because that was like yeah, a whole no different one, thing it, it is really because the beatles was hysteria and it was it was <laughs> new music new this new that but what we were to you guys we were the same little kids That's that right. you were. Where Paul McCartney, he might have been 18 or 19, but you old. know, they seemed old to me. Uh, you old. know, you say, Oh God, those guys. So seem I'm thinking sick. that that our fans, being that they grew up with us, makes us even closer or tighter as a, a group of, of people. You know what I this mean? This is what I'm saying. Your oh, fans yeah. are different because we literally were peers. Yeah, yes. that's and, different. And that's a unique and unto itself situation. Totally. Yep. And yeah. also all the teen magazines and, you know, all, well, anyway, all that stuff that happened. But I'm, I want to talk to you about how all that came to be. But what I want to talk to you about first is because we just are going through COVID. And I don't say we're over COVID because I don't think we're over COVID. I think there's still COVID. But how did you guys fare? I know there wasn't a happy together tour the first year of COVID, right? But then they did have one. We had a little mini half a tour. Or you like did? The, the very we first? A, no, no. The second one. The second. But that we wasn't a real a, tour either. We skipped a whole summer. And then the next summer we did August. Right. And and that was an adventure. You know, it, it was weird. It was very eerie. You know what it was like back then. Well, did, did you guys like do meet and did you not do meet no. and greets? Correct. Canceled meet and greets. Which had and it really was, hard for your fans. Yes. It was really hard for our fans. And it was really hard on us because we've been going out and talking to our fans since we were kids. Yeah. And so that felt really unnatural. 
And then though, what started happening was people were getting upset. And then that was freaking me out because they're getting mad at me because I, because COVID, you know, and I was like, it was, it was difficult because these are people we want to engage with. Of course. And when we can't, it's already a drag. And then for you to be mad at me, because I'm really bummed, you know, I'm like, Jesus, get it. Like, uh. so, you know, the meet and greets, the meet and greets though are back. And, and we just came off of the road uh, in the last month we did four shows or something and we had meet and greets and it was great. Yeah, it was we greeted. Wonderful. So yeah. it was okay. So back. do you do you get it? Are you at all COVID crazy? Does it concern you to be up close and personal with your family? Do you do you cons- are you at all concerned with COVID at all? Um no. yeah, oh, I'm yes. I'm just cautious. I I, uh-huh. I what I am is across the board, no longer as lackadaisical about shaking hands and hugging, period. And I wash my hands more, period. Because right it became, it brought me hyper-awareness to all the other crap that's out there. So yes. no, I am definitely not in the big, I'm going to die from COVID thing, but I am definitely way more aware. Mm-hmm. And I have five shots in me. So I am so juiced up. I, I <laughs> And I don't believe I'm going to get it. And I've never had it. Everybody around me has had it. All right, I'm knocking again. on wood and I'm sitting <laughs> through oh, my face. Gosh, I've got a cough <laughs> and I've got a fever. Yeah. Now, I, like Paul, I'm been boosted and I've gotten the vaccinated, but I also got COVID. So I'm antibody to the max and I'll be happy to meet anybody out there. And if you're <laughs> comfortable with me being unmasked or something, I carry a mask. I don't care. Oh, and here's the other thing mask, though, too, is that it was a mandate on our tour. And so we couldn't have, if we wanted to, you know, right. and then some, and then yeah. some people break the little, the rule right. and then everybody comes back. Oh, I mean, I'm glad. It's yeah. Meet and yeah. greets are back. Yeah. The, the rest a of it was BS. A, a quick, brief history. See, at, in the old days, you didn't have meet and greets. So in the old days, we. Wait, were, in the we, old days, you didn't? They weren't the, called yeah. meet and greet. No, right. not, not. And I, let me explain it. Okay. Uh, no meet and greets. You didn't sell merchandise. We had a program people bought on the way into. Right. The auditorium they could buy bucks but at the end of every show we go out and sit on the front of the stage and mm-hmm. can be accessible and visited that way that was yep. that was our young youthful now when we got on the happy together tour uh-huh. uh there was this time between the end of the show and and leaving uh, like an hour and a half we started kind of just going to the fence instead of the end of the stage and meeting people at the happy together audiences that come up to the fence and we'd visit and talk and and then of course we learned about the formal meet and greets because the first one we were supposed to have when we were new back again didn't know about selling merchandise we sat at an empty table with three other groups while they're selling merch and people asking where's your stuff where's your stuff what's the, you know we're coming from the age of you charge for an autograph we would never charge for an you know that kind of a thing which right. <laughs> okay, one. so so meet and greets are back, and and you're enjoying it. Is 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 it ever a drag for you guys um, to be so beloved? I mean, is it? Ever- no, we love doing it. This is you know, it's easy to do, and so. We well, but I always- don't mean when you're out on tour and you look and you know it's going to happen. I mean when it just happens in life. And- no, it's fun. I, I, I was going to say the meet and greets, if I could have 10 minutes before a meet and greet, I would love them. But that that you have to run and do it right away and you can't uh, blow dry your hair and you can't stop for a sec. That's the only part I don't like about them. But other than that, they're they're amazing. 
And, and I see. You're talking about the overall the overall thing, right? And yeah, so, the overall thing about being the cow about being a council no, and it never gets tiring. It never gets in, as an imposition. We mm -hmm. feel grateful. We feel mm -hmm. honored. We feel all those, and we have never felt anything else. Yeah, no. Uh -uh. It is not. A, it's really a, obvious a, in the way your fans feel, how your fans feel we about love you. Love those and, guys. And, 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 yep. And it all started with our dad making sure we were out on that proscenium, out on the edge of that yeah. stage at the end of the evening signing uh signing stuff for everybody that was there there was nobody ever left out we never left before we were done with that you yeah. know but i i did want to mention we have not yet gotten the contract from happy together because they may very well still be having this COVID bubble um no meet oh, and greet well, yeah we don't know if we can meet and greet on happy together so don't oh, everybody right get all that. excited all right. Wow. Holly's saying we don't know about their policy yet. Every March, because there's as a letter, and they yeah. put in there the specifics, and it's and right. It's we haven't gotten our letter yet to tell us, so we can't tell the gang. No. Oh, right, but it, but, it is a, but it is a full tour this this summer. Yes, yes, yeah. So as it was seven cities summer. last summer, but yeah. listen. Gary Puckett is 81. It's not just. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying we have a lot of old people out there with us. So happy together is going to be a little more rigid than everybody else. So That's what we true. can say is that if you're coming just to a council concert, we're available as the postman. Oh. But if we're happy easy. together, it'll be whatever that protocol. Well, is. I get and Chuck Negron doesn't he go with ox? He has oxygen, right? Yeah. Well, the yeah. last time Chucky went out with us, they had oxygen because during his set his pulse ox was going down and yeah. so they had to figure out a way to keep that oxygen going through his 20 minutes and they just wired it through his eyeglasses it was pretty cool <laughs> he's but been that, wearing glasses with oxygen in yeah. his nose for years now and our sound guy jc gerard designed a cord to go with it so the 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 cord that's the hose when it comes out of chuck's coat it looks like a guitar cord <laughs> When I get a hose through my nose, when I get a when I need a hose through my nose, I'm going to the beach. You're gonna park it. <laughs> Chucky's a chief, though. Chuck's the chief. Yeah, but Chuck, he still sounds exactly the same. I saw the I saw you guys a few man. years. He still sounds exactly the same. It's crazy. He's a miracle man. Oh, Vicky, during the day on the Happy Together tour, you go. Yeah, I hope he's okay. Um, he, he breathes heavy, you know, and it, it takes a long time to navigate. But then the show comes <laughs> and none of us can figure it out. But that guy goes out and out sings everybody in the show and yeah. we can't figure it out. No, it's we can't. Crazy. Yeah. crazy. Okay, so, so there are of a lung or something, but anyway. there, there yeah. are CalSil shows though coming up that oh, yeah. people can go yeah. to. Okay, so tell us some show. I know you, you're going to be in Vegas on January 27th at the Golden Nut. I, I, I might have to come. Happy, I might have but, to come um, up there for that. Who is Vicky? I I might. I think I might have to do this. Okay. And so, all right. So, tell me where else people can. Power Power Cruise, March twenty third through the thirtieth. Lots okay, now of the meeting and greeting. So the so that's up close and very personal. Did you oh, guys? Oh yeah, do, baby. Did, did you you did this last year too? COVID ish. Yeah. We, we've done it on every cruise that ever happens for us. And we've done a lot of cruises in the last decade. And yes, we are those people that do not hide in our cabins. We come out, we meet and greet people. If we're eating and that people come up to us and we want to talk, we have tell them, have a seat. I always let them know, look wow. at continue eating. And so, you know, I, you know, and uh, it all works out just great. And we have just a great time doing that. 
That is, yeah. you know, so your dad, who lots of issues, but it sounds like, well, there was clearly a lot of brilliance there. And certainly oh, that cat was smart as he could be uh, for a dropout. And yeah, he, he, he had a lot of, he had a lot of, he had a lot going on for him. He really blew it. <laughs> I mean, he's in, he was good looking. He was smart. He wasn't in, he wasn't, uh, yeah. He had moxie and he, he was street smart. Street smart. And that can Thank take you, you a long, long way, but eventually that street smart's going to get beat up by the Harvard guy. <laughs> do you think? You know? Do you think what? so? I, I'm not always sure that the Harvard guy wins that one. Yeah. Well, but I saw it happen. His, well, his street smarts brought us, and and we all admit it. His attitude, my way or the highway, and my kids convicted. We're not listening to you. We were right. Took us right to the top. But like yes. Paul said, you you were on the street. Now you're on Park Avenue. And you've got to change. You've got to figure out how to stay up there. And his street smarts, they're not going to work anymore. It brought it all tumbling down five or six years, seven years later. You know, I mean, it's a classic. And tale, you have a lot of happen. emotional immaturity and ignorance on top of it. And pour a gallon of whiskey on it and boom. Yeah. boom. <laughs> Look yeah. at those. Our parents were in their 30s, you guys, when Sorry, they that's were unbelievable. in the heyday. Crazy. Millions of bucks. Yeah. There were children. <laughs> okay, so Paul, I don't think yes. I know the answer to this question that I am about to ask you. I'm super. Why excited. weren't you in the? Because when I first became aware of you guys, yeah, you weren't there. Well, I was there. I was right on the corner of that stage, protecting everybody who was on the stage, and that's how it went, Vicky. Uh -huh. Everybody in our family was in the band the whole time. You know, the band, Doing you can something. call it the band, but this was a family movement. Nobody right. was going to be going anywhere alone. Everybody had to follow the pack. So whatever my dad said was going, you know, and so you had to always be adjusted. But listen, me and Richard, we were always in the band. It was never like I was going to say, before. Richard, was Richard there? Yeah, he was on the right yeah. side of the corner of the stage. The camera just never widened up enough to see what was really happening here. And oh, then as we were leaving and we we're going on the road, well, I always took care of Susan. And so Susan was always leaving now. And I went, hey, man, I got to get into this, you know, but I was in the band in 1967. So, you know, I Vicky, mean, I was and, on and stage. And Paul made it into this, onto the stage, Richard. Yeah, did not, he well, before I was in the recording company, a recording booth and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I never felt that way. I know everybody goes, wow, you weren't in the band. Dude, we, each one of us, including John, there was Bill and Bob first. And man, right. they were doing it and they were beautiful. Then they added Barry. Okay, and then, wow, they're happy. They got this drummer kid that's really great. And then the Beatles come out. Well, they have four. They need four, so they had John. Like, but this is all happening in months. And then yeah, Susan right. and, and, and Susan and oh, mom now join it, mom. and they do Ed Sullivan. And then I come musically into it a week after we did Ed Sullivan. I mean, it was a week how, after Ed Sullivan? Really? Yeah, that's how But he how was out dropped. on the road. Now, you didn't see me and Paul till we can fly. But we okay, so I, okay, so I want to know, Susan, so yeah. you're a little bitty little girl. Indeed. How does that moment happen that you are now on the stage? You're now I in the much, I mean, I think it's fair to say that I worked the programs pretty hard since I was about six with my brother, Bill, nav negotiating, trying to get, because I really wanted to sing with everyone. I knew I could do it and it was freaking fun. <laughs> And I wanted to do anything they wanted, anything they did, I, I had to do. So I, I just, and Bill was just like, 
it's not about just because we're, you have to be able to do it and you cannot sing yet. And I'm like, okay, you go, so work on holding a tune and you're cute. It's not, we're not just because we're kids. It's not like, because I'm listening, I hear it. Fame, you know, look how cute they are. They're gee, well, I'm cute too, damn it. And let me go with you. And he was like, yeah, no, there's an element of, of talent that must actually be here. And Billy monitored it. And he pretty much heard me singing in the car next to him one day uh, to a monkey song and then went, hey, hmm. And so I took that cue and I had to audition and I did and I got in. You had and I did to the same audition. thing. And I, yeah, we all had to audition, you know, and, and, and it's like, what's wait, and who was the arbiter? Was it your father or was no, it Bill the whole Bob? group would sit there and stare at you? <laughs> all yeah, of I, them. I think I was, was accepted like a little worst? easier than mom was accepted. <laughs> wait, was this like the worst audition ever? Cause you're doing it I for your family? In the living room at, at the Howlin' house. I remember it. I'm singing sweet talking guy. I'm shaking like a leaf and all you guys are staring at me. I wanted to do love child, but mom wouldn't let me. Love child. Was, I, I'm, I started so, school and I'm on Tundras that somebody threw out. I thought I was about a kid. What can I say? So, so, so when did you find out that your pet, did you know a meet? Did you get the thumbs up right away? Yeah, you passed no, the audition? No. I went on that first tour as, you know, yeah, okay, nice, but not just yet. All I know is I made it on Dead Sullivan and I was not on that record. Polly, I don't know, you know, it's like we're, that. We're, we're, look at, it's not a glamorous. Yeah. You're looking for a big glamorous movie moment and there's there none. just isn't one. We were all sliding into home at one point. Next thing you know, there's another one right behind you. Whoa. <laughs> if you look at it historically, individual, in it. individually of us. Okay, something with all of us turned at the age of seven. It seemed at the age of seven for all of them. Everyone's got their own story about what happened when, when seven years old came. But the mystery of Paul, if you don't mind me sharing, because he wasn't seven. <laughs> it perplexes me to this day. Because the band that was together before the Rain the Park and other things. Mm -hmm. And before the band that got dropped from Joda and Mercury Phillips in 1966. In 65, we're playing. And I'm 15, Bill's 16. And Paul's whatever, 13 or 12. Anyway, in our show, we're, we're a cover tune band. We love them, we love them, we love them. And in our show, in the middle of the show, mm -hmm. Paul would dress in a white suit and we called him our soul brother. Now, he's <laughs> 13. And, and, and we would tell the audience, our soul brother, Paul, is, is coming out now. And, you know, Paul, he's giving you steps. And he, oh, yeah. He's got one of our guys kind of mentoring all of us. And he's giving yeah. Paul steps. And he comes out. And his song was Mickey's Monkey. Lum de lum de lai hi. And he kept the audience going. And then, because we're raised with not questioning and just do what you're told. And like, whatever. You know, who's in the band now? And who is it? Paul's gone. So we get signed to Joda. We get signed to Mercury. We're a foursome. Paul's gone. We're so brother. He's back so, on the side of the stage. He changed from a white to his working clothes. And I just <laughs> waited for the opportunity. He said, wait a minute, I've had tasted this. This is unfair, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But isn't that the strangest thing? Yeah. yeah. Very, very. Yeah. I I'll like how you rolled that out because I and see it. <laughs> I don't, maybe you're dead, but we can't ask anyone. It's yeah, crazy. we don't know. Yeah. You just did what you were told. Yeah, hey, for sure. You're painting the fence today. What do you Well, because Paul was specifically <laughs> used. He was specifically used to amp that audience up one more notch. And, and I and, wonder why. 
white suit and he's singing Mickey's Monkey and it's like what I'm kidding. Look at that wow. Okay, and, so now your mom, how she doesn't audition for the band. No, no, no she prays no. it never happens to her. Well, that's what I thought. So does your dad <laughs> coax her in? What, no, he what, orders what, what, her. He look, orders look, her. Listen, the foursome is not it's not working. But the foursome is dropped from Joda, has an all I really want to be is me a flop. The foursome is dropped from Mercury Phillips with three releases, but we meet Artie Kornfeld at that label, so things are going to really get good. Yeah. But we're dropped. And, and so, I, look, we aren't in on these meetings. We're kids. We're going to do what we're told. But I can I can hear them. Hey, what's wrong with the situation? Well, we got a family group here. They look like the Beatles. Who doesn't? And it's, so it's like, well, what do we do? And I think they just did that. It blew us away. It's like, So wait a minute. So the powers that be... Yes. Suggested it, not your dad? No. no, it was our dad and probably Lenny Stogel, who was going to be our manager. And Madison Avenue, just, you know, we can and generalize, make it generic. Yeah. Madison Avenue saw us coming down yeah. the street. Here's the timing of it. So we record the Rain in the Park and other things with no label, and with Artie Kornfeld producing, Jimmy Wisner arranged it, Brooks Authors at the helm. We got the team, right? But we don't have a label. We record the Rain in the Park and other things, the foursome. The foursome. Yes. And it's just what you hear. Okay. Now we get out of the studio. This is when they, they, however they did it, put mom in. Okay. They're going to put mom in. They got the idea. All right. This is a good song. Let's not screw this up. This time mom's coming in. They tell us that that can be another episode, uh, our reaction to that and what we thought of mom coming to this group, mm -hmm. but, and they were correct, by the way, in retrospect, of course they were correct. We were different immediately, immediately. but mom was ordered in by, she didn't want to do it. She had stage fright. Uh, she did a great job. We had to go back into the studio in, in New York, back into A&R, and put mom on the rain in the park and other things. Oh. Incredible. Yeah. And she, did you, she Susan, you, did you get she put in? No, she never recorded in her life. And she's out there and she couldn't do it. So I went out there, got behind her, <laughs> and I'm singing into her left ear. We're doubling the melody of the chorus. I love the flower because I could sing high, she could sing high. So it's her and me here on that melody on the record. Right. And so we got her on, and and she ended up being a really good good person in terms of doing it and accepting it and and doing the best she could under the circumstances because she was a good singer, you know. And did Very you good. know that before? Did she sing around the house? Did you know oh, she could yeah. sing? She oh, yeah. had an amazing voice. And we had folk totally. music in our house. She was a huge folk fan. She brought Les Paul and Mary in. She brought the Peter Paul and Mary in. She brought Andy yeah. Williams in. She was a, a music fan. Well, mm -hmm. well, she, she in the early, early days, we <clears> actually <throat> sang with her. You know, my brother Bill and I, in 1959, at St. Joseph's School in Canton, Ohio, me, Bill, and Mom won a singing contest with a song called Rock and Roll and Ocean. I don't remember it, but I'll never forget. I don't know about this. Rock and Roll in Ocean. ocean. I don't think I've ever heard You're this story this either. Way. That went in the wayward wind. So Wait a minute, is this a school thing? You're little yeah, kids. I know. I was in the sixth grade. And, and you did a talent show or something? Yes, we did. We did a talent show at the school. And me, mom, and Bill sang a song because, like Susan and Paul said, she's singing in the house. It's it wasn't like, oh, we're going to go into the music business. It's like, no. Well, did she have stage fright that time? 
I don't know. I, I mean, probably I'm not. You were just a, a little kid. Not yeah. in a talent it's show. A talent show. Yeah. Yeah. This is at St. Joe's, you know, who yeah. can be nervous no, at no, St. Very Joe's. Very different environment. And yeah. mom, I mean, mom's sister could sing. I mean, these, they were, they were, these ladies, there's all these, these Irish. Uncle folks, Bobby. You know, and they all could, they had a gift. Yeah. So, For real. That could your dad sing? No. 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 Tone deaf. <laughs> Literally. No. Uh, but, um, you can see the pattern, uh, you know, mom's in, mom's out, Paul's in, Paul's out. It's like, this. what's going on? Wait, uh, mom, mom was out? Well, what I mean is we even did a show with the seven people in the family. I was in the mom, Rogers High show. All five, all kids. We have about two or three examples. We did a show with the family in about 1966 at Kings Park in Newport, right below our house. And at Rogers High and School. And at Rogers, at Rogers, I had black High boots school, and a yellow dress. Where Paul, we were all there. <laughs> We were all there. Yeah. So dad played with it. Bill and I are. Oh, not I see. So he was toying with it, but he wasn't committing to it yet. Clearly he was we toying with it. never spoken to him about <laughs> anything really in life. So we don't know, but we can only guess and, and be logical about it. Yeah. Let's but there it. are pictures and Richard Dickey's also on that stage singing with a tambourine. I mean, he's playing. Yeah. Could he yeah, sing? Dickie. Did he yeah. have a good voice? No. I, I will tell not you the particularly. Difference. Well, here's the difference. Uh, Richard could uh, sing a melody. Richard mm -hmm. could sing a melody, but singing is different than being able to sing a melody. He was not tone deaf, Rich, you know, but I'm he couldn't do a harmony, but he could hold a melody would, down. He would never be able to harmonize or do anything. Okay, so now this, yeah. I have to ask you, sorry, Paul, I'm going to come back to what you were going to say. Oh, I'll never because remember. I, I'm, no. I'll never forget, yeah, because I'm going to forget this if I don't jump in now. Your harmonies, you know, the the whole the whole the thing with family tambour and all of that stuff, Timber, um, did this, did, did you have to work at this, Susan? Did you have to work at it or did it completely Only that come out between five and seven? <laughs> but you knew it, you would always know where your part was and where you, this was a natural thing for all of you. Uh, I, I was always sure of myself because they would make sure that I would have the easiest harmony. In fact, they <laughs> give me the melody a lot. <laughs> but, but when we would do harmony stack, Mm -hmm. Ollie just pick his harmony and it wouldn't yes. be a melody. And then we'd stack around it. Right. Look, it, it was predetermined. Okay. I mean, once Paul and Susan, once we got everybody in, the vocal stack is now. Uh, well, <laughs> so Susan, all right, I'll, I'll give you a pop quiz. Where do you think Susan ends up in the vocal stack? On top. Barry, well, John, on yeah. top. They have mm -hmm. little choir boy voices, choir girl voices. They're the top of the vocal stack. Sure. Paul and me and Bill and Barry and John are covering all the middles and lows and low highs. So your position in the vocal stack was repetitive. Your harmony wasn't. Uh, but what you were doing in those stacks to this day is is different. Although we learned to actually. But I'm still on the top. I'm still album. on the top. We of learned course, to, in the middle. We, <laughs> we learned to. We learned to flip people within the vocal stack. Like, what does Susan sound low like low? Well, that's an interesting yeah. sound. So we play with the vocal stack a lot more in Rhythm of the World. It's not just standard low, middle, high, and Susan's up and Which, I'm low. Which, by the way, okay, so let's it's go there. I, I, I've been listening to it. And all right, here are my favorite songs. There's there's six out of them. <laughs> okay, so Thank you for Katrina, not asking us ours. <laughs> no, yeah. so Katrina, Katrina, forget about it. Um, I, I, it's, it's making me emotional to think about it. Um, listening to it was very emotional. 
Um, uh, I hope you. I hope. Yes. yes. Huh. Well, the Barry connection. On, on well, the Barry connection, and also uh, and, and Susan uh, being in New Orleans, and but but yeah, the Barry thing is is uh, heart wrenching, and um, you, Susan and Paul don't know this, but I was a Barry, and I was obsessed, and um, I know six, it. sixteen magazine. Forget about, it. and you know, J John became a friend, and and John in my show and stuff. But I'm sorry, he was too. He was little, and I was a Barry. But anyway, um, Linda uh -huh. Linda Hand. Gorgeous. Nuclear Winter, which I think you told me last time is not about nuclear stuff. But anyway, I love it. Um, okay, so Rhythm and Rhythm of the World, which which Susan, you sing the lead on that. What where did the where does Rhythm of the World come from? Tell us what that means. What is it about? Well, it comes out of my head and <laughs> <clears throat> which is located somewhere near my heart. And Rhythm mm. of the World, to be honest with you. <clears throat> the original concept of it was I was sitting in a parking lot and I <clears throat> was in a technology. I hate technology mode because I really I don't relate. And I have trouble with it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And I was sitting there and I saw some clouds coming in and I said to myself, you know, I don't need all this crap. I pay attention to the light outside. Now, I know there is a storm coming. How do I know this? Because I am looking up in the sky. I feel, you know, so I, the idea was I, I tend to feed off the universe for my information. I don't need to go all these places. I'm going to lose my mind. So that's the original thing. And I found lyrics from it that were kind of not so perky. So I just started it in a parking lot of, a, and then put it away. Then, because there's songs that um, when I write, I do a thing like a solo, maybe a drifter song. Oh, this is cow sill. So I write like that. It, and when they come out, I know where they're going. So rhythm, albeit wasn't even flushed out, I knew that belonged to us because I had the melody. I can hear, and then I heard everybody, and that was that. When many years later, it came to, you know, we're going to make this record, I revisited that song with an entirely different point of view. I liked the idea. I knew what I was saying. I, you know, I was pissed that day, but I was in a really good mood the next time I approached it. And it was just about, and, and of the obvious, you know, our planet is, is a wreck. We are a wreck. Let's be honest. The whole bloody thing's a mess and it needs to pump its brakes and tune back in. That's what, you but know. She wasn't harsh about it. She says, have your fun, but right well Paul, like. yeah having our fun but but be mindful for crying out loud mm -hmm. you know this is all this is what we have <laughs> okay so now you guys was it an easy difficult decision to decide okay we're going to write new music you know our fans want us to come out there and they want us to do this stuff we can fly and they want us to do hair and they, but we're going to write some new music at what point, I know, Bob, the last time I saw you four years ago, you guys were already doing this. You, you played a bit of Katrina for me. Um, how did that come together? How did the idea to do it come together? And how did you make it happen? Because you're in different places. Boys? <laughs> who's, Who got, to who, go? who's taking right. this one? I'll do I'll it. I'll take it. All I right, can Paul, take it. Go get them, boy. <laughs> for years and years, Susan has, and this is when Bill and Barry were alive and able and Susan, you know, thought, man, we got to do at least one more album. 
there were so many different scenarios. There was one scenario where everybody write a song and bring that in, and then everybody will play on that. But that particular we'll be each other's person, backing band. Mm. Yeah, right. And that person whose song it is will produce that song and that kind of thing. And oh, and everybody was up for it, you know. Yeah. But you know how it is. Life goes on, and you, right. you know. And then all of a sudden, now Barry and Bill are passed away, and uh, time's going by. And then Susan yet again not leaving it brought it up to me and Bob and saying, Hey, we've got to get in there. We got to get in there. And Susan, uh, Dockside, uh, where wish and Steve nails, uh, they have a, uh, it's called Dockside. It's their recording studio. And, you know, Susan's dear friends with them. And, and they would always talk about, man, bring your family here, bring your family here. So now Susan, she's got an idea and now she's got a place to do it. So now she's coming to me and Bob going, hey, you guys, look at, look at every, there's no reason that we shouldn't be doing this and that and that. And, you know, and, and we were receptive to all that. It was just, you know, getting her done, right. Getting her done. Yeah, right. And, uh, and, and so, yeah. And so it kind of started. Once like that, that started once, yeah. once we decided it was a, a, a thing we were going to do. When, um, when was, when no. was that decision made? Like, okay, we're doing it. Well, let me tell you, ahead, Bob. here's what I'll take it from you. Let me take part B. So no. we do this summer tour. Right. Okay. The unique thing initially, not anymore, because we, we're together all the time. We play all the time now. But but when the first Happy Together tour came on, it put the three of us together. It, it were, you, were you guys it, not touring as the castles back then? Random. No, we, did, we did shows for 18 years. Okay. But right. we on buses every single day. Right. For months in a row and can get momentum, et cetera, and all that going. Right. Now, we didn't go into the first summer and go, hey, we're going to be in buses. We'll be together. Let's write. <laughs> that, that was not the plan. No, actually, we said we right. should be writing, but we're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. yeah. Right. It was not to our fun. Tour, that summer tour to this day is summer camp. And you don't like songs cut summer camp. But every night, now, remember, this: we want to record Susan nagging us and bugging us in the years of wanting that. That's our foundation that follows us into the tour because he's not going to give up. Uh, so every yeah. night we're watching the show at the end of every night, during, just before happy together, Harry Kaylin the Turtles admonishes almost the audience to get up. Uh, you got to get up. You'll see something before the finale's coming. He's setting it up. You got to get up up and and if they don't get up you know he starts yelling at them and we i don't know whatever who did it we're threesome now that's a one song but one night we looked at each other and said there is a song there and i think one of us said there's probably 80 songs about get up but but this you got to get up it just kept at us and kept at us so one night on the bus paul puts down what's going to be the the first verse of you got to get up he says, here, we'll do this. And because we had talked about, hey, we got to write that. And so he, he, he triggered. Wait, I, Paul, I were you writing back in the day? Yeah. Song? Okay. I've always written poetry for myself. It, it doesn't matter if it's ever heard or seen. It's but just Paul, for me. Paul and I have a very long songwriting yep. uh, relationship. So he lays it down. <laughs> yeah. So Paul put that down. I'm a melody guy, you know, so I grabbed the guitar immediately. I, I'm doing this melody that's going to be the melody. And what I think is going on, we're so full of creativity. It's been stifled for decades that mm. this stuff's going to pour out. It's what's happened. Okay. So you got to get up. And I go, you got to get up. And what else do you do? Susan comes up and says, well, you do this. You gotta go. No matter how you try. I mean, we're like writing this thing and not 
I mean, just it's it weird. went down anyway, really fast. So that the came, counterparts, yeah. all, that came and Paul and I started on the lyrics, just kind of like we looked like two mad scientists and that day. Wow! So <laughs> it ended up being a summer of writing the rhythm of the world songs yeah. in yeah. hotels, backstage, on the bus, like this though. We could wow! Mickey, we would say we have to write tonight. Yeah. We we call ourselves snow day people because if there's <laughs> any possibility that we can get <laughs> we love our work more than anybody you know we have yeah. work ethic like mad people but if there's one slim chance that we can get out of it we're gonna get out of it and have a blast Amen. i didn't know that's where you were going oh well, we're well, the worst so the, most recent start, example. We... the most recent example <laughs> you were maybe considering moving this to the 27th now you tell us three that we're not doing this tonight and we're doing it the 27th. It's we're like, in. <laughs> it's like the teacher saying the homework's not due until next Saturday, you know? And and so, uh, you know what and I mean? So that, in the writing of this stuff. record, yeah, it, yeah. it really is right. all, it's almost miraculous room. that it came out, that we got in it In a hotel room. Yeah. In a hotel but, room, these two lyricists and, and musical, look, Paul wrote Goodbye's Not Forever. Look, look, everyone we, writes we have melody our hands lyrics, in melodies okay? too. But as a threesome, we learned that summer what what we did, and we took it into the studio with the band we've been performing with for 18 years. Mm -hmm. Line up all our records. Who's in the castles? Well, there's four on that cover. There's five. Here. Oh, oh, here we got seven over here. And oh, wait a <laughs> hey, he's gone. Now he's back. Look, that's our history. Right. So this band is the castle band with our sons in it, replacing brothers. All that goes on. Husband, that. sons. And so we. Have, is there yeah. still one so person the not, a ca not a castle? The bass player is still not. A oh player. yeah, Mary Lasang. Mary Lasang, and Russ isn't Lassang. exactly a castle. I mean, I, well, I, but he's a by, he's a you. He's a family member. He's a family yeah. member. By, by the end of this summer. That we're working together. It, and this course, is like this is pre-COVID. Oh yeah. Yes. This is like yes. I'm thinking to 2018 is when you sang a couple of the songs on on that's about right when we started 1718, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so so finally we have songs. Okay. Now if you're like us, if you've got songs, it is a slam dunk. It's it's just a matter of how, when, and where you gotta record them. Okay. You just do. So so in fact, sometimes you don't write songs because you don't want to deal with it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but, it's annoying. We we, yeah, <laughs> oh, I we find songwriting very annoying. <laughs> I find writing annoying. So long, <laughs> we hadn't written in so long that these things were spilling out of us. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone's saying, well, where's Susan? She only has one song. I got it's the Cowsills, man. You know, <laughs> you, you, she's our Neil Young. She's plenty of solo <laughs> albums. You get plenty of Susan over there. Well, but, 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 and also, if you listen to Rhythm of the World, you're going to hear Paul, Susan, and Bob singing verses of songs. It's like, absolutely, kind of I did. With Mackie that way, just because oh, I'm yeah, not singing all the leads. Lot. Right. You know. Yeah. Right. So it's is is there ever an issue with that? With who's going to sing the lead on not this? Not in team? our lives. We yeah. the only people who ever bitch about anything about that are other people. <laughs> you know what? You know what's interesting about that? You have to experience to understand mm -hmm. it. It the song kind of told us who should sing it. Right. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Paul but sings seriously, the, Bob. To, to Vicky's point, though. That's a Bob song. Yeah, but to Vicky's point. We do within bands, other bands. I've been in other bands that mm -hmm. it can be a thing. Mm -hmm. We have zero um, 
egos involved with each other mm-hmm. and, and what we do. I don't give a damn if Paul says something, if we're all doing a show, okay? Look, we just did the Moon River show. Okay, well, I need one of the councils to introduce this portion of the show. We're not all going to go, well, I, and, and then if the other, oh, why'd they pick Paul? You know, like, it never occurs to us. Or why is Bob doing that? It's like, no. We're it's more so of the, the only, kind, like, pick Paul, pick Paul. Yeah. <laughs> the only time we ever, you know, oh, wow, how do you feel about not, be, it's like, how do I feel about what? I, I hadn't thought about it. Let me review. <laughs> okay. I feel nothing. It's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Back so, to how, go yeah. ahead. No, no, it's it's yeah. interesting. Thanks. By the way, right. Lynn uh, Orman right. says rhythm of the world should be a world anthem. And I just I'm not reading the comments. I'm paying attention. But Nick Guzman is on and says, oh, Nicholas, hi, buddy. we love Nick. Hey, love Nick. You, Nick. Dude, congratulations. Wait, congratulations on winning Brian Wilson picking your version of his song, Nicholas Guzman. OK, yes. let's go back to the thing. OK, Whoa. let's go back to the thing. It's yeah. eventually we have 11 songs all done. Um, it was so cool, and then wait, wait, you have them all done pre-COVID in the in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have them all we're done. You we haven't recorded them yet, though. Yeah, no, we even recorded them. You've even recorded, recorded them. We haven't recorded them. We don't even think of recording them. We're in oh no, a- you haven't. Wait, Susan's saying yes. Bob saying no. COVID is what I was saying. We did record them before yes. COVID is what I okay. said. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm still on the bus that summer with 11 songs. In I know, it. but she asked if we recorded before COVID, so I said yes. Absolutely. So, okay. Okay. So, yeah, luckily, I mean, you, we'll tell you about that. But anyway, we've got these songs. Yeah. Now, as soon as you have songs, great. Everyone gets their head turned correctly. And Susan can say, well, when do we go in the studio? And now you're saying, I don't know, let's figure it out. Okay. So I don't, I didn't come up with it. Who came up with Pledge Music? Was that Susan? I did. Yeah, crowd fundraisers. And you are all living in completely different parts of the country, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I was telling have- the... I was letting the boys know that there's a new thing that you can raise money and you don't have to pay it back and they get a record and you people want to make records with you. Um, it was weird concept to swallow for a while, but they really understood and saw that it really is a thing. And we went ahead and did that. And then our company that we chose went belly up on us. We had reached our goal at Pledge Music. Uh, which was- Wait, explain this to me. You get fun. money pledged. You don't have to pay it back. So it's not like a GoFundMe. So ha- how right. exactly does that work? How does that work? It, it works because you pay it back this way. The people that are donating Incentives. to your effort are ordering a signed CD, a T-shirt, right. a poster, right. a, a house concert. Provide that to them for their contribution. To be backstage at a concert. Right. So gotcha. it's not that's completely true. free. They are getting right. it. They get a copy of the CD. They get, you know, that's just a given. Right. They get, if they want to be executive producers and have their name, you know, all kinds of things were offered. All kinds right. of right. stuff. Susan still has a Seattle house concert to do. <laughs> that Paul oh, really? will be doing really? with me. <laughs> so what happens? Paul, you want to take it from Pledge? We're in Pledge Music. You want to do oh. this segment? Sure. What happens is all of a sudden there is no money and pledge music is is not happening and we are freaking out. Wait, no, what happened to all the money that the people gave before they pledge music has it and is going belly up with it? Ah. Yeah. So so that is all happening as we speak. And now we had a couple of executive producer slots in there that you could buy for 10 grand. And our friend now that we didn't really know of a friend then. 
uh, a gentleman named Rock Positano, who is a podiatrist. He's a foot doctor. Um, we York. met him. Yep. In New York. And, and he, he became main, our yeah. executive producer. And so we called Rock and we said, Rock, these guys have gone AWOL, they're belly up. And, and what are we going to do? And Rock goes, we're going to move forward. We're going to make this. And he said, hey, why don't we just like move on from the pledge thing? These people haven't lost their money yet. So why don't we just do that? But but we had 300 people pledge their music from their hearts to us, right? And but, but he said, right. why don't we just forget about that and we'll just do this? And we said, no, if you're okay with this, that we want to keep it the way it is and make all these pledges that came through to make to make them happening at the end of all of this. And, and he said, carry on. And so he was able to do that and we got it all recorded and we're in the process right now of sending out all those pledges. These Finally, signs. after two yes. years of, of yeah. COVID. Okay, yeah. so wait, right. so how do you record, where do you go to actually physically record it? You're in New Orleans, you're in- Okay, so we go to Dockside Studios, um, which is outside of Lafayette, Louisiana, right up the road from Russ and I. Okay. In all, East all Louisiana. Seven huh? All seven of us. Yeah, all seven of us, the whole band, because at Dockside Studios in Maurice, Louisiana, run by the lovely Stephen Wishnails, you move in and make records. Wow. So you move in. We're there for two weeks. We're in our pajamas. We wake up, mm -hmm. coffee, toast, and scuffle up to the studio in our fuzzy <laughs> slippers. It. Oh, I it hope was somebody awesome. was shooting video during oh, this. Oh, we have plenty. We have yeah. plenty of we plenty. Have, and it, it is one of the most, it's one mm -hmm. of the most unique ways to make a record, man. Wow. It is. You're... I can't even explain so, it. It's, it's wonderful. To, to bring it up to really to just to get Rock up to where we're at it. Okay. Rock standing on a on Gull Rock Island in Newport, Rhode Island, staring at the white steeple up there on the Trinity Church. And he gets this lightning bolt that he needs to get a hold of us. He he doesn't know what we're going through at all. With on the pledge music thing, yeah. Oh, I see. Yep. He says to his partner, I gotta get a hold of the councils. And he does. Uh, and that's an interesting story, but he's he from that thought, he is still and will be our executive producer for all of our projects. Mm -hmm. And he's a believer. He's in it to win it. And uh, this pledge music was just a, a bump in the road. To and that so guy. all the and, folks uh, who are getting this project at the end really owe a big thank you to Rock Positano because he made sure that there that it was not for naught. Okay. And so did he make so all the people that contributed with the company that went belly up, he's making yeah. good on. I assume. Right. They're yep. getting so everything he, they invested. So he's paying head. double Those money. People. Wow. He paid double money. Yeah. Wow. Now, he invested up. with us. He finished the pledge music out because we said mm -hmm. we want to stick with pledge because he said, hey, I just want to make this record with you. Give those people back their money. We said, no. They're invested. And he went, okay, I'll do the, the end of it. He paid the end of it and the whole thing went south. So he paid the end of it, then repaid to make the whole bloody record. Wow. He's an angel. Yeah. He's more than a foot doctor. He owns the leading podiatry uh, institution in Manhattan. That's the okay, another wait, whole let's, day. So let's give him a plug again. What's his name? Dr. Rock Positano. Well, that sounds like a podiatrist. We and he also has a book out. Uh, he, he He's a very interesting creature. It's called Dining with Joe. What is it, guys? Joe DiMaggio, his yes. dinner with Joe. Rock's a trip. And now, is he man. as invested in you? Was he a, a fan, like a kid fan? Is he our age? He's our yeah, age. He's his age. But yeah. what I think that Mr. Positano, Dr. Positano does is that 
he invests his things into art. He's he's done other projects nice. before. We are not his first musical project, mm -hmm. but we are his first musical project of this nature. And we have we've just become a team, a total team. He's the best. He's just you have a hit album, so you know. <laughs> yeah, we have a hit album, and he is everything so, to do with that. Okay. Okay, so now how do you make that happen? So you don't have a label behind you. You're doing this this way. Is it just because you have these gazillions of fans and they're going to buy they're going to they're going to buy your product? Is that how you have a hit record? How does it happen? We were not, you write songs. <laughs> you were not. Well, we're not trying to have a hit record. We're just trying to Bob tell her when she's won. Well, I just want to say we were naive about pledge music funding all of that stuff. Okay, right. that collapses. We're past Ask that we don't care about that anymore, but we have a project. We have right. eleven songs. We have Dockside now uh, via uh, Susan's connections there and her history there. She's recorded there. Mm -hmm. We got up. We went to Dockside before COVID. We spent the year, I think, seventeen, eighteen, uh -huh. going to Dockside two weeks at a time, one week at a time. I mean, we didn't live there for six months, but we kept going in and out. I see. Working on this, the seven mm -hmm. of us and our and our engineer just. Justin Tockett, the eight of us would walk into the studio at 11 a.m. every morning and walk out of that thing at seven at night. And only at seven at night did any of us realize what we were going to do that day and how it was going to sound. Yeah, it was, it was just yeah. on the fly. So fun. So One fun. Part, another part. We did not pre-production, so if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was uh, awesome. And, and then we got the physical part done mm -hmm. and COVID hit. That's good some bad news, of course. COVID's going to hit and put the brakes on us and everybody else in the world as we. You're do. finished though. But You're, you've recorded the whole thing. We are finished okay. with the physical recording. Yeah, we have everything done, and it hit, and that was beautiful. And then we were naive. We thought we were going to mix it with Frank Filippetti, who Rock put us into uh, in touch with. Frank's a great mixer. Frank Filippetti is in Connecticut though. Uh, by and way, it's COVID so now. We had this vision of going to a studio. We're going to mix rhythm of the world. Yeah. Well, no. As we know what happened, no one's going anywhere. Right. And it took eight months. It took eight months to do it. But during the shutdown, for eight months, we mixed rhythm of the world remotely with Frank Filippetti from his studio in Connecticut and our homes where we were by sending it back and forth. It was very. Do you all tedious. have like studios in your uh, homes that you can do all this? Yeah. It's called yeah. your headphone. Okay. Yeah, no, no studio. I have, I have a studio right here. Well, no, because we're mixing. So when you get a mix, it's not, it, you can hear what's missing in the mix or what needs to come up or down. And these are the things you do with for eight months. You deal with it. Mm -hmm. Frank's Frank's putting the EQ. So what are you doing, you know, Bob? You guys are, you're writing notes. Are you talking, yes, are you absolutely. doing FaceTimes? What, what you, you doing I actually, um, to be honest with you, for me, it was kind of um, traumatic for me because I am a kinetic learner. I cannot do spatial reality in a room with people to begin with. So I actually tried to mix my own record via the internet one time and could not, absolutely could not do it like physically. So I had to bow out of the whole process, which broke my heart. And it's a thing I live with to the Russ and I both, but the boys did amazing work. They got it done. I, I could never have done it. It's just so Frank, and did everything turn out the way you guys imagined it, the, the more did so. the mix it the, yeah you I didn't, mean, you didn't suffer for the fact that it was COVID and you were doing it remotely 
I will tell you that I suffered only two things that I would have done something if I had been participating, but suffer very low grade. So yes, there are a couple of moves that if I had been involved, the bridge of rhythm, I would have dialed you, you back can, the, the, you the know, effect rhythm. a little Honestly, bit. yeah. And honestly, you know, even if we were to have been in person and you get it all done and it's pressed and there's nothing more you can do, you're going to hear some things that oh, you. Oh, please. I'm a writer. Published. I want to go to every bookstore with a Sharpie and change a couple words. Right. Yeah, of course. Oh, that's, so that's just natural. That. One time, Paul, uh, after that, I knew we were done. But I took out a piece of paper and I, I labeled it if I could mix this thing one more time. Oh and God. I went through each song and <laughs> I had moves on every you could do it forever. You could yeah. do it yes, forever. Yes, forever. But it was tedious, that's true. But we're in a shutdown. It was the perfect atmosphere to focus on your record, to get these mixes from Frank, to listen to it, dissect it, slice you. it, dice it, get back to him. <laughs> get back to him could be 14 comments you know uh and and go back and forth and back and Look, forth i'm, I'm actually getting months. aggravated talking about it well so susan what were you doing on. during the shutdown what were you doing oh no i don't want to talk about that I just, <laughs> we got her mixed that's all okay. i didn't know i had no desire to talk about what i let's talk about me well no, no 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 <laughs> That's great. I'm just no. like aggravated by it. Like I was like, okay, so then it got mixed and it's great. Moving right along. <laughs> okay, so how how do you now market oh, it, I get it to say out one there? One thing to you, yeah. Vicky, because you talk about you know being a kid um, with the cow sills and and that connection that's made. You know, Vicky Peterson, you know her well. You yes. know, she saw us on Ed Sullivan and went, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna marry that guy. Yeah, the Steve, um, the the Dockside Studios. Ironically, the guy who owns it. His first concert in the seventh grade in Thibodeau, Louisiana, oh, this. was the Cow Sills. Oh, I so love this. So when he met me, really, to be fair, he started the tribal cry about this record. I might have done it just to shut Stephen up, frankly. <laughs> but it's funny because so many kids' lives took paths. Stephen ended up being a studio owner because he saw that you, you're, you know, I just think it's neat. I just like it's a absolutely that made me not be aggravated about mixing anymore go ahead <laughs> okay good it's so um, and they and it came out so beautifully so whatever it's okay so so now you have this we have where you're mid-covid you've got this record finished what do you do with it what what happens you wait <laughs> you sit on it you start searching you start searching for the path Home. you know yeah. um the path is is crazy right now for our brains and the paths that we knew those paths aren't there anymore it's a right. brand new topography mm -hmm. of the landscape and you know we're just working through that you know honestly and uh it, it's going to take some time you know it's going to there's going to well, be so a little... how did you do it because it's out well, and here's it's what a happened. Hit. i know yeah and, and what happened was this did we all have a meeting and say, let's go get a record label? Not, <laughs> not really. Because, you know, you can go right to your consumer today. You know what I mean? So right. record label enamored because they're going to take too much. They're going to want too much. Uh, all of it. Right. But a record company did come to us, Omnivore. Okay. Wow. So uh, since Omnivore came to us. How did they know? Because they were interested in other product that we had been putting out, Global, the Cocaine Drain, you know, and people know about us. And yes, they of course. approached us in terms of kind of re Did they know that this record existed? Not at the time. 
they were interested in and still are. And actually we found a home. So that's later though, because the world did surface and they realized stop the presses. That was a good idea. We can do this later. We're going to do rhythm of the world. And we had a, the only decision we really had to make was to go with omnivore mm -hmm. for this. And we decided to let's put a label on this thing. You know, we, we put out two albums, cocaine brain and global didn't get a label, didn't look for a label, didn't weren't really searching for one passionately right. and just mm -hmm. put out with a shingle on the internet, you know, we didn't want to do that again. Uh, so, and we had the Billy Benefit concert album too. That's internet only, you know what I mean? So when Omnivore came to us, we thought, let's, let's go, let's go. We, we found a home uh, and they are wonderful and understand us. We understand mm -hmm. them actually, you know, uh, they, we wanted to put everything out. They want to, let's stretch everything out here. So it's a rhythm of the world. And with them comes what they can do for a record and what we can do. We've been doing interviews for three months. We did 48 morning radio, inter morning radio they sure did. interviews in a two week span once. Wow. We have a week coming up on Sirius XM 60s Gold. Uh, it's called Council's Week soon in the middle of the month or something. Obvious. And we always and use, uh, they put it out. You get reviews if you were the label. So we're, Rhythm of the World has really excellent reviews out there uh, hanging on the internet for all to read forever. And it's been a very positive experience. How do you get to number one when you're us? We'll keep you posted. Maybe we'll get to the because there's you know, well, I, what I got all, all shows is different, you know? Uh, and, and, but the thing is, is that, you know, Omnivore, we were able to go with Omnivore because you know what? We know that the three of us are going to do most of the work on this album to get this album where it needs to be. We need to be in front of people and it's going to be our drive and our tenacity and our never give up. What is the Latin word for that? It's a, a non defer chair, non defer chair, some D E F I C E R E. Latin little guy. <laughs> yes, that's Latin. And, uh, and, and we know that. So Omnivore is a great match for us because we can talk right to Brad Rosenberg, who's the president, you know, and, and, and it was perfect for us. Um, we and have a I lot to do. had history with them, the, with the continent. They knew they're, they're known good people. And that was nice for the boys. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Their best, their best attribute is that they listen to us as we listen to them. Right. Think, uh, as a teammate, uh, everything's great right now. Everything's great. The team members are great. And we're in the middle of what you're talking about. You know, and we're about done with the low hanging fruit and the PR. And now we have to step up to the am next I level, the which is marketing. Am I on the low no, hanging this is the first day of stepping up with you, Vic. Go. Yeah, no, I mean, in the overall plan here, you know, and the 48 uh, radio mornings, you know. Oh, well, Lynn, Lynn Orman also says that Cheryl Pellet. Paluski? Paluski cares so deeply about the project she puts out. Oh, that, gosh, yes, Cheryl, all of them over there. They are Brad's so... Partner. Yes, Brad's I mean, partner, Cheryl. Yeah, they were yeah. great. They were all great. And they them. listened to us. So, you know, they wanted to do something and we didn't want it to happen that way. And they immediately said, we're with you guys. Because I think when we talk, people go, hey, these guys actually sound like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. We've been we around a long for, time. Because... In, in reverse, we wanted something we thought to happen a certain way. Like, say, hey, we're old. Let's get this stuff out. And they said, whoa, 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 whoa. You got a lot of stuff here. Slow down. Let's have a two-year plan. Don't anyone be in a rush. We're in our 70s, dude. That's okay. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, okay. So I know you had all those acapella songs of your, of your hits. Oh, what's, what's also what coming out? 
Okay, so all right. We, so the, Right, okay. we come to Omnivore with our projects. And the acapella thing was actually, it, to be candid, the acapella experience triggered a lot. Okay, and this was uh, Wish Nail's idea from Omnivore. The council should do an acapella, right? Well, really, why? You know, uh, but we have it and we presented it to Omnivore. We thought we'd have a double CD, double album, but they said no. So the acapella CD album and digital download streaming will be released the Black Friday of next Thanksgiving. Okay? And a puppet show to go with of our favorite. They, thought it, they <laughs> thought it was good enough to stand alone <laughs> and not be a part of the Rhythm of the World release. The Rhythm of the World uh, CD is coming out vinyl April 15th on Record Store Day. This people yeah. were asking about how they can get. The, okay, so now what's the best way that people can buy the music? Is it going to your website? What, what's the best place for people to go to buy it? It's everywhere. It if is everywhere. Anywhere. I mean, it really Amazon. Is. It, it can go is, directly to Omnivore and get but it. But I was going to say, isn't something better for you guys as far as your piece of it? Because, you know, yeah, Spotify you want to come it. up to my house and get one out of my house and give me the money. That's cool. Susan too. does porch sales every Friday. I do. I mean, you know, Nolan's very kind of neighbor friendly. And <laughs> you know, Vicki, at our age, um, these this project right here, you know, of course we would like a payday. I mean, Jesus, I mean, who wouldn't like a payday? You know, who wouldn't like to pay a bill on what it is you love to do? You know, that whole thing. But at the same time, you know, we're in this project and it's just about to complete it, to, to get it done. And, and that has a level for us. And if we don't achieve that level, then we'll assume that, well, we gave it a, bad, a good shot. You know, now if money flows from that or, or any of that other stuff, we haven't received that ever for everything we do. You know, we did a documentary. Well, you know, things are free. We're doing this thing with, you know, with Omnivore. It's, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. And all we have is a dream and we're just trying to complete the dream. Dollar signs have no part of that dream. No, and honestly. fame and, and fame and fortune. So fortune and yeah. fame, it's like, the you're looking at people who who do what we do because it's what we do it is also a form of being together it is all these things and and the idea of rhythm of the world and and what we're putting into it we know it's 2023 there is a when we got on the scene there was a finite amount of bands labels and listeners we have, we are so big anymore. The world is too big. We know. So we're not trying to get a hit record again. What right. we want is the opportunity to be, to be as visual and audible to anybody who might want to hear it one last time. So yep. it's like that. It's, we just want all the elements to be in play for the opportunity. If it and happens, love, it does. If it doesn't, it's fine. We don't. We just, okay, so I'm being asked. I streamed it. Is it? Is there a physical CD now? That yes, can, you can buy it anywhere. Okay, you can buy the CD. It's yeah. coming out on vinyl. Um, uh, we're the, we're involved in the. Here's what we're involved with. Uh, this is out. Like we we're saying, it's it's available. It's everywhere. You can't miss it. The challenge, <laughs> of course, is how do you bring the masses to it and that's what we're involved with right now okay so, so you're going to go out on on, a, on your on a council's mini or you're doing separate dates what's what's coming up for you guys we it is all, all a mystery no, we, we no we play all year 
We have mm -hmm. gigs through the winter. We have the happy together during the summer. We've done a Christmas show in Branson. We hope we repeat next year for six weeks. The, the band is always working. We want to work more. We can work more. There's a little issue with the Happy Together Tour in terms of, you know, uh, radius clauses and all kinds of contractual things. With them. Right. You know, that we go to Florida, so you can't go to Florida, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, it's, there's a pulse. There's a, something's going on. Okay. Uh, right. We're getting a second run. Feel it. Our fans feel it. Interviewers <clears> ask <throat> us, well, what is going on that you're getting the second run? Even the UK is playing Largo Nights and Rhythm of the World on the radio over there. And we're getting re great reviews. Three days ago, one came out and said, finally, it's probably time that the councils come to the UK. We think they missed we're us. We're trying to get summer. over there. <laughs> go, well, and look at, go in April, I'll be there. So, so wait, so, okay, you do these, these shows. You obviously have CD, you have merch there when you're there. You're going to yeah. sign them. You're going to do all of that. You're going to do the Flower Power cruise in march you're going to have lots of product there you're going to do the happy together tour you can have lots of product there yep. um you're going to do you, you okay so tell us about your podcast how how did how did that happen and uh i saw the one uh recent the most recent one with peter noon i think it's the most recent oh one, guys. that's Sorry. an old one that's our that's summer a, replacement um, it's summer replacement because oh, summer uh, replacement Right. Oh, uh, it, it was because it, it said two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh, I know. this is new. I can explain. We started out as an audio podcast. Yeah. In the summer and and in this recent December, uh, we went video in September. So uh, when we can't get to an episode, we got real busy in Branson and on the happy. I see. We kind of did reruns, but the video version of a prior podcast. We don't do that anymore because we're video now. Uh, but but during the downtime, it, it's rock again. It rock says you guys should do a podcast. Yeah. Going, podcast. What My brothers about? didn't really know what one was. It was kind of cute. <laughs> we were clueless. Is that like a blog? It's like I thought mm. Zoom was a camera move. Our, our, our well. learn curve. Our learning curve to Zoom to do the podcast. Yeah. Was it, was a it was three months of Bob, Susan, and Paul just. And I call this the Peter Noon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see Susan, yeah. but not me. Uh, anyway, uh, it was a great suggestion. Uh, it was yeah. an, an immediate. It was. We want our own TV show. I there's an, never an, been a late night show with three hosts. Let's. Do I it. love it. I love it. Um, and so, do you do it erratically? Are you on a schedule? Do you just every Wednesday? You stop every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, a new episode comes out. Uh, no, that was one of the reasons. Out, are you doing that, Unless regularly? it was a snow day. <laughs> well, we that was one of the reasons we almost did. All, all You're breaking because up. Because we knew we had to do it every week. And it was like, what? I'm oh, for dinner. I'm freezing I, up. Yeah, interpreting for Paul. He just said one of the reasons why we almost didn't do a podcast is because we knew we'd have to do it once a week. And snow day kids don't like that kind of thing. <laughs> we don't like that. <laughs> so have you taken snow days from the podcast? Oh, well, not, yeah. not not on our own, you know. No, but here's what it, here's what it looks like. Bob will say, if it's a busy week for us to go, all right, you guys. <laughs> We got to oh, have yeah. one in by Tuesday at midnight <laughs> or yeah. whatever the thing is. And we'll get her in. Now, we'll get it done. Yeah. We'll get it done. And if I say that, if I say that on Thursday, the three of us know that we're not going to do this Friday. No. We're not going to do this Saturday. No. 
We're doing have to it be Tuesday. Well, we'll do it Monday. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've been doing this a long time. Um, booking. Who does the booking? Who makes the phone call? I do. I'll just put his head down. Everybody, look, Paradise does, but the follow up and all the advancing, it, 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 everybody does it. Bob has. No, no. Who does the podcast booking? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant band. You mean the group or the podcast? The podcast. Bob. And and I bring in names too. Of course you do. In fact, you don't know this right now, but there's somebody lurking near you that's going to be capturing your contact information Rolodex to get to me because your guests are awesome. (laughs) Thank you. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, But, but but it's hard. It's to us, booking. the big challenge is the big challenge is booking. Yes, and finding contact information. You know, well, that's not easy. Y- you know, if you are a true, I'm a true fan of everybody that I invite to be on the show. So it's not hard work to to. There's no, there's no work at the content. I have had haven't had one prepared question for you guys. We're just having a conversation. You right. guys know how that's that's what you do. You just love what you do. You love the people yeah. you invite, and then and it that just is flows. the fun thing about the podcast. That the fun thing is is that we get to be together every week. Yeah, we, we know really we're going like to be it. communicating, and, and it's we have beautiful. No guests sometimes we don't have a guest every week. We yeah. Have so if you don't have a guest, do you have an agenda? Do you say okay, we're going to, or do you just go? Do you just we go? Tell yeah. We tell stories. We tell stories. We have a we, schematic. We, you know, yeah. we have segments, we have gripes, we, we have a gripe segment. You know? uh, no politics, no religion. Yeah, that's, nothing that's our rule. Nothing if you're going to come on and talk about it, don't come on. Nothing heavy, hey, nothing negative. And the no politics thing came into a, a real good kind of type of navigation when we booked John Hall from Orleans, who we did not know was a congressman for four years. But anyway, <laughs> it, it was funny to avoid that in, in the interview, kind of, but you know, there's always so much to talk about. But it went well. There's always so much to talk about. And and what we learned from our podcast is absolutely everybody has a great story, it seems. Yes. Even if you're in fact, we should have Vicky on our podcast. (laughs) We should, we should have you come on. Let's do it. I would love it. Somebody just asked, are you guys going to co-author a book about your story? Do you Hell think no, ever- will you knock it off? No, <laughs> I don't want I'm to. out of liquids. I don't want, I know. No. All right, I'm, I'm going to let, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Bob's done my show a few times. He's done my living room. He has oh, never yeah. not sang. This is heartbreaking for me oh, to right. have all three of you here. Oh, Bob's going to do a little something, but to I not cannot have you believe all you're going to make me and Paul yeah. listen to Bob. No. All right. But listen, here's the thing. Bob said to me, well, we could cancel today and do it on the 27th because we'll be Bob's all together. For a snow day there. But, 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 well, but you almost you got wanted a snow music, day. You should have done that. Well, okay, but I, but no, come on, look at this conversation. Everybody's stopping. And if that doesn't speak to you, try and open your heart. I know you oh, see what you can do. Everybody, lend a hand to the people with the broken plan. Roll the window down and turn if you can understand. Can you love your fellow man? Nice, Bob. Very good job. Um, thank you. How thank you. 
forgiving us. Could you hear the guitar? I mean, I, so, uh, all right. So I'm going to be in touch, and maybe on the 27th, you guys will pop on. With yeah, me I knew she was double dipping. And do and tell. do three songs. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I'm not promising anything. I'm going to ask, but you can do it or not. But I thank you so so much. For, that might be for, an excursion day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so so much Thank you, for Vic. doing this. Appreciate I'm such it. a fan and and uh just thrilled to know you all and Yay. I wish you massive success. I'm going to be putting all the links in the in the liner notes so people can easily find the music. Thank you and so much, Vicky. Hey, Love and in Vegas, maybe we'll just grab the phone and during the show just put it there. You know, you can do a Who piece. Who knows? Of okay, we can talk about that. Oh, yeah, we'll what out. have I'm you game. done? Uh, I hear the post. We'll see you in Vegas. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, Thanks, everybody.